Hello, welcome to this ISIS Energy podcast. This week we'll be looking at the impact on Brexit on energy markets, particularly in the UK, but also uh, in the wider region as well. So, on the 23rd of Ju- uh, June 2016, uh, a majority of the UK public voted for the country to leave the European Union. Uh, this is going to have widespread implications across uh, the economy, but also in the energy sector too. So today we'll be looking at what the price impact of this might be, um, what this might do for liquidity, uh, regulation and investment on the island of Britain as well. My name is Ben Lee and here with me today are two experts looking at uh, gas and power in the UK at ISIS, so uh, Tom Rogers and Henry Evans. Thanks for joining us guys. Um, so I guess just to start off then, uh, let's look at the immediate price impact uh, since the vote. Henry, what's what have we seen there? Yeah, so the price impact on the uh, MVP market and the UK electricity market was pretty immediate on, on the Friday morning after the vote. Um, the sterling lost a lot of value um, it, during the during the course of the uh, during the course of that night, um, and come the morning, um, had lost a lot of value from from Thursday's close. Um, this mean it meant it was a lot weaker against the euro, and this is typically a bullish um, driver of of the MVP curve, um, simply because um, traders from the continent who deal in the euro currency. Um, Will typically um, sort of buy into buy into the MVP curve um, because of the the, the, the the better value of their currency. Um, so the, the it was priced in pretty much immediately on the Friday morning into both both the MVP curve and the uh, UK electricity curve. Um, since then, um, other factors have been at play. Um, I mean, you've seen the rough outage on Friday afternoon had, had quite a big impact on both gas and electricity markets. Um, but yeah, the price impact was, was pretty immediate in the aftermath of the vote. Okay, so we've seen a bit of upward movement on prices in UK energy markets. Is that something we can expect to continue going forward over the next couple of months, years? Um, yeah, I think it, it's, it's in doubt about what, how, how much the, the currency is gonna change now over the next few months. Um, traders that I've spoken to actually think that it's reached a bottom and that there's more risk in, in the euro currency given some of the uh, trials and tribulations across Europe at the moment, um, Italy for example. Um, so I think traders are actually expecting potentially the, the sterling to regain some value um, which could help uh, prices drop on, on the curve. Okay. Um, in terms of the outlook for the UK economy, what that might mean for energy demand um, and therefore prices, um, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean that that there, there's sort of two two factors at play here. Um, some people have said that the the weaker cut, st- sterling could be good for exports. Therefore, that could be good for um, our manufacturing base. Um, others have said that you know with a with a weaker um, currency that could lead to you know weaker economy in general and therefore demand drops. Um, so there's there's two arguments to it. I think it's probably too early to say how how, how much um, that that balance will tip. We'll have to see how that one plays out. All right, thanks, Henry. Um, Tom, uh, looking at liquidity on the market, uh, so how much trade is actually going on and how much trade is likely to go on in the future because of this vote, um, can we expect to see any changes there? Um, yeah, another one that's pretty hard to say. The, the impact in the immediate aftermath and since then has been one of probably not much change. Um, 
there have been there's been other stuff going on that sort of dictated liquidity and with the UK's largest storage site going offline um, volatility has increased due to the vote due to all this uncertainty and that sort of played into liquidity as to a longer term um, outlook there's obviously been there's been this shift away from the MBP onto the TTF in the Netherlands um, for years now um, people in Europe who would trade in the MBP because it was the only viable option now would much rather trade in the TTF because that's the euro denominated hub um, there's been a lot of people saying that this would speed up that process um, but the other argument is obviously this is going to happen anyway um, as to any doomsayers around the MBP um, I, I, I wouldn't give that a lot of credence it's obviously a well set up and well functioning market with a good base of liquidity I don't think that's going to go anywhere anytime soon um, but there might be some people who wouldn't want to jump on the MVP because of the uncertainty around the currency. Um, so that's another impact. The other potentially long-term impact is whether there's a, whether the um, Britain diverges with Europe in terms of regulation with all this thing around MIFID two coming in, which we might see position limits um, for people trading in EU countries. If, I mean, this might not happen, but if for, for whatever reason, part of the deal the UK government figures out is one that MIFID 2 isn't binding. Does the MBP become this speculative hub where people will trade, where people might hedge their physical volumes on the TTF and then speculate on the MBP? So that's, I mean, that's an option. It's not definite. It's not, so we'll see how that goes, really. Big question marks there, then. Mm-hmm. Um, UK and EU law are fairly well intertwined at the moment. Um, there might be what's the outlook for this is it likely to remain quite closely aligned or can we see some entangling there around certain laws to do with energy um, I mean the, the sort of the basis of all the, the, the EU's third energy package which is sort of dictates all the regulation and, and, and law around um, energy uh, a lot of that's based off about how the UK market is designed you know it was the first to liberalise um, so even if the UK was to disconnect so much of what is being set up in the in the EU is based on on the UK. Um, speaking in terms of how sort of policy making bodies and operators in the in the um, in the UK have sort of what they've said recently, National Grid has sort of come out and said we're very much committed to the internal market regardless of what happens above them, and so that's sort of a clear signal about how the UK very much intends to be part of the energy market because obviously it's relatively isolated out there on its own um, and it will rely a lot more so in the coming years and its connection with, with Europe. So there's a definitely a vested interest for it to remain part of the European market. Okay, um, you talked about interconnection there. Um, so investment in infrastructure is uh, something that's going to be a key question going forward. Uh, is the UK likely to still see investment in its energy infrastructure? Henry, um, what's the story around that? Yeah, I mean, there's a, a dire need for investment in energy infrastructure. Um, we're, we're, we're facing a capacity shortfall this winter, potentially. Um, the government's got a capacity market in place in order to ensure that new gas-fired generation gets built. Um, so there is an urgent need for, for new infrastructure to be built. Um, the problem is, is is how that's going to be financed now in a in a more uncertain economic uh, environment. Um, the the capacity remuneration mechanism, the capacity market, is um, you know a good, a good way for 
for um, companies to be able to subsidise these power plants, but obviously the payments only kick in once they're actually up and running. So there's um, a process of getting finance between um, you know, development and it actually being built um, in order to kickstart these projects. And that, that's potentially gonna be the problem now um, as it costs more potentially to borrow from banks um, and finances are potentially less, less reluctant to, 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 um, to loan uh, money in this sort of uncertain environment. Okay. All right, we'll wrap up there. Thanks for that, Tom and Henry. Um, so it seems like there are many questions which will need to be answered going forward regarding the UK energy market uh, to do with regulation, investment in energy infrastructure. The answers to these will obviously feed through to um, energy prices and liquidity in the UK market. Uh, we'll be covering these issues going forward at ISIS. If you'd like more information, please go to www.isis.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>